We're going to have a very serious conversation now. We have got a couple here in the studio who are parents to a 16-year-old boy who, um, in in their words, they, he is lost to them at the moment. Now, this 16-year-old boy was always very sporty, very sporty family, so, uh, you know, a lot of athletics and that sort of thing growing up. He was always feisty. Both his parents describe him as being never liking the rules much from a very early age, lots of phone calls from the school, you know. Um, he's, he's in a little bit of trouble, but nothing major. And then he turned 14 and the behaviour really escalated and now at just 16 years of age he is no longer living at home he's involved in drugs um, he was in court last week and they, they just want to talk about how this can happen to a loving and um, supportive family and they just want to have that conversation so good morning guys morning morning so um, that's a, a very brief background to your son um, so at 14 do you think there were things in particular that happened that 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 blew his behavior out of control oh well I'll probably disclose early that um, initially whether where the drugs came into the conversation was not long after his mother and I had separated um, but there was things that happened along the way I, you know I've probably never put that as down as the marker but but that was obviously um, something that was emotional that was going on at the time it, for him. It didn't help. Yeah, no, and that's, that, that's and right. That's, it didn't help. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So um, th- you, he started running away, and you and your wife have both, or ex-wife have both talked about the fact that there's a bit of a culture on the Sunshine Coast of kids running away, and and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, very much so. Um, this particular group of guys have got their suburb worked out. They know it inside out, upside down, back to front. They they have campsites throughout the suburb. Um, what we didn't realise is part of the lead-up to the escalation um, was things like sneaking out at night. We had no idea. I, I used to come home from the gym at 6am in the morning and I, I grew up in the country, so if I find a gate open, I leave it open. If it's closed, I leave it closed. And I'd come home and, and I'd think to myself, I didn't leave the door like that. Mm. But the penny didn't drop. Yeah. He was yeah. in better sleep. Yeah, well, right. the, the drugs in the initial stages, what, what sort of drugs are we talking about? Uh, marijuana. Yeah. yeah. And that's right. what it started at and, and it's escalated? As far as we're aware, it hasn't gone past that. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, like it's, it, it, it all started at the end of 2016. We got a phone call from the school. Um, there was some drug paraphernalia found on his, in, his, in his school bag. Um, I was mortified wow, because we yeah. had we had no idea that yeah. th- that would yeah. just completely. And he's really young field. then. Like we're talking about year Fourteen. eight, year, wow. year eight, yeah. year nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 year eight. Um, and so I raced in, checked this this gear out. Um, I didn't think it had been used. It was more of an ego thing. You could see it was just for looks. Like it was, it was like a little kit that somebody with OCD had put together. It was all blue tacked into place. You know, all the all the equipment yeah. that they need to create yeah. a, a bong sort of thing. Um, so that really threw me because we it, again we've gone from a, a, an athlete competing at state level to all of a sudden I get a completely out of the blue a phone call from the school in relation to drug paraphernalia. Yeah. So um, so then uh, within a couple of weeks after that he then confessed. This, so this was the last three days of school in 2016. Um, he confessed in the October school holidays prior to that that he he'd smoked with a mate. Um, and, and in all honesty, when, when I asked him why, um, his, his answer was a fair one. He, he said that he felt like he could escape life for a while. Yeah, right. Okay. And then, so I'll talk to you now. Um, as his mother, um, when did you notice it, that you were losing him? Because I think all mothers feel that, that, you know, you're really close to your little boys. And then as they become teenagers, they do push you away. And then hopefully they, they come back. But wh- wh- when did you feel it? 
Well, I guess for me, you know, the grunting started at about 14 um, and I felt like I couldn't have a conversation with him very much then. But also it was after that when he didn't want to spend time on the weekends with me and, and you know, with his mates and things like that. And I had no idea what he was up to. Um, but it was just that gradual pulling away. And then one day I woke up and I felt like he was gone. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, there was not a one thing. It was a gradual mm. thing. So you went to court with him last week. Can you get through to him now? Like, to, could it, does he look you in the eye and does he say, I'm sorry, mum, I, I, where are you at? Um, he didn't know I was coming to court. Uh, thankfully, I turned up, though, because he needed an adult because he's still a minor. Um and the scowl on his face when I walked in the door said it all. He is so very angry at both his father and I. Um, and uh, he doesn't want anything to do with us right now. Mm-hmm. By the end of the day, we were there for about three or four hours. He said to me, thank you for coming. But I think that was more like just because he wanted the process over and done with. Um, and then I actually gave him a lift home to close to where he's staying he he doesn't want me to know um but he you know i said i just want to know that you're safe and he said i am safe and he said and that's all you need to know Mm. and i have texted him once the next day since then because i thought you know maybe i'd cut that wall down a little bit but no i haven't heard back from him yeah right okay um now you were saying before he's his strength and and the problem is he's very resourceful. So, um, I, I, it's it's Sippy Dance. He he lives yep. in Sippy Dance and he he can exist on the streets there very effectively. Oh, very. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, um, he, uh, and you and you think there's a group of kids? Oh, there's absolutely a group of kids. Uh, I think there's a group of kids and a large percentage of that group of kids' parents don't want to acknowledge what's going on. Mm. Um, either that or they have no idea. I mean, for the, again, for for an unknown period of time, we had no idea that they were sneaking out at night. Yeah, we, we just had no clue. We were in bed asleep. Yeah. Uh, and, and, they, and, he, and again, social media, mobile phones in bedrooms. They, they were messaging each other at call at 11pm and staying out until 6am. And when he ran away, you went away and found him and you found him in a sort of a den where there's um, couches and beds and everyone's living under a bridge really comfortably. And, and again, we, we've mentioned, this is Sippy Downs that we're talking about, there's several bridges over roads out there that these kids have... I found one bridge where there was uh, lounge suites, several chairs and a mat. Like, it was, it was quite a cosy home for them. It sounds... I mean, clearly it's all-consuming and you're doing everything you possibly can. Is there anyone that is giving you support or, or or is there anyone you've been able to reach out to that is, you know, giving you some answers or or some clues on how to do this or are you just doing the best you can? Um, I guess it's been quite challenging really for us to reach out. It's, uh, you know, it's been quite a shameful thing for us, you know, and it's quite embarrassing and as parents we feel like failures. So, mm. you know, for, for us it's been very difficult. Um, if I can share, I put a post on Facebook last week um, and the outpouring of support has been absolutely incredible. It has gone worldwide and the amount of people who have said, yep, we've been there, we know what it's like. The amount of people who have said, we've lost our children to drugs, you know. Mm. Um, so a lot of the advice from parents who have been there is very helpful. Um, but I guess for us, as far as wanting professional help that's been very hard for us to reach out to mm. I, I don't know that, that that it exists really you know i think that most people in this situation will tell you you know that you get help when they go to juvie that's when that's the first time someone really helps you there's no it's not they you know until they do something really bad they're not actually in the system when um jackson went to court last week he was a very lucky boy and got off but 
I'm not sure if he is lucky because I'm not sure that that helps him. That helps, yeah. 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 And I, I asked the solicitor, because as an adult, for what he had done, he could go to jail for over 20 years. Mm. And so I said, well, why don't the kids go to jail? And he said, because they come out worse. It doesn't help them, and we try to help them here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... What it, of the advice that people have given you? Because I've seen your Facebook post that did it went absolutely nuts. And uh, of, of all the advice, is there anything that you feel relates to you that you can think, okay, we're, we're going to implement that, we're going to do that? You know, Caroline, we felt like we've done so much um, and to no avail. And this sounds really harsh, I know, but the people who have been there, done that, have said, stop torturing yourself. Um, stop self-sabotaging, stop um, saying that you're a failure and you sometimes you do just have to let them go. So right now, as hard as that is, that's where we are. Mm. You just got Which is go. heartbreaking, I guess. Yeah, you know, he's, got a, he's had all of this help for, from so many people for nearly two years now, but he doesn't want it. He's not ready. And I guess the thing is, when he's ready, we are here with open arms. Be as, there when he's ready. Uh, that's right. Yeah. And I guess that's the hardest part is that waiting game. Mm. But then I had one person say to me, well, what if, you know, in that process, he dies while mm. you're waiting for him to make that decision? He dies. There's no right it's answer, is there? It's a terrible thought, isn't it? It is heartbreaking. It is. A big a big part of, I guess, um, coming in, though, was to is, is the fact that, like most people, we were. It was the shame and the embarrassment to yeah. talk and ask, and, and seeing the response to the post makes you realise how many people are going through it. So yeah. if, if taking 15 minutes out of our day to talk about it on the radio helps somebody have the courage to go and talk to a friend about it... Yep. And, and because it's exactly as those people have been saying to you, it is not shameful. You are a, you are a loving couple, and you're, you've, you're a together couple, even though you're separated. I mean, you're standing, sitting here holding each other, helping each other through this. You are, you are good parents and you are loving parents and this still happened to you. And, and that's, it's not shameful. It's just something it's that life. you have. It's it, life. It just happens. Life. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Thank you for sharing your story. Very brave of you. Uh, and we've got a great community here on the Sunshine Coast and you never know what might come out of that. Yeah, if people want to get in touch or yep. if you might, maybe right now, five four five double one nine two seven. do you know what I'd love to hear from? A kid who went off the tracks and came back. Came back. How do you yep. come back? Thank